Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome on this third Sunday of Advent of 2023. And it's also the beginning of the what's called the Great Days of Advent, the final week before Christmas, where Jesus is invoked under ancient titles, and today is O Wisdom. Uh, it is a joy to be with you. We're going to light the three Advent candles now as we sing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and we put ourselves in the presence of the Lord, and then we'll delve into His Word for this third Sunday of Advent. Let's pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we come to the day that is called Rejoice Sunday, because your coming fills us with joy. It fills us with joy because you come to raise us up, to bless us, to save us, to free us. And we reflect today on what that freedom means. Lord God, as we light the candles of this wreath, may the light that they show signify the light of hope in our own hearts, the light of holiness in our own lives, and the light that we can bring into the world, starting with our own families, and then to all those you call us to serve. May we be witnesses of light and life, of hope and love, of justice and peace, of the right to life, especially for our unborn brothers and sisters. We pray to you who come, who have come, and who will come again, Jesus our Lord. Amen. O come, O come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel, that mourns in lonely exile here. Until the Son of God appear, rejoice, rejoice, O Israel, to thee shall come Emmanuel. O come thou wisdom from on high, who orders all things mightily, dispel the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadows put to flight. Rejoice, rejoice, O Israel, to thee shall come Emmanuel. Well, once again, blessed Advent to everybody. I hope your Advent practices, traditions, and Advent journey are going well. We, uh, we have only a week until Christmas. I'm sure there's lots of uh, Christmas shopping still to be done, Christmas baking, Christmas praying. We want to read the scripture today, the first reading that is proclaimed throughout the world on this third Sunday of Advent. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice heartily in the Lord. 
In my God is the joy of my soul. For he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice, like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a day marked by the theme of joy. You see, the third Advent candle is uh, pink. And the pink color uh, can also be used, the rose color, uh, for uh, the vestments in uh, Catholic liturgies today. It is Rejoice Sunday. You hear this, the theme of joy echoed by the prophet Isaiah. Uh, St. Paul, to the uh, first letter to the Thessalonians, today also begins with Rejoice Always. And uh, the Lord promises joy, but you notice the readings do not say, I am joyful because of my possessions. They don't even say, I am joyful because of the health and well-being of myself, my friends, my loved ones. doesn't even say any of that. doesn't say I'm joyful because things are going my way or I'm getting what I want. It says I'm joyful. Why? Because the Lord has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. When we say Merry Christmas, it's not a, a joy that is conditioned on whether things are going our way or not, whether other people are speaking well of us or speaking ill. Joy does not depend on that. We don't give our critics and our enemies that much power over us. Joy comes from something that nobody can take away from us. That God is with us, that we have access to God, that we have salvation in Christ. The robe of salvation and the mantle of justice means that even though from our conception we were we were at enmity with God. We were in isolation from the life of God. The Savior has come. We were baptized. We received His life. We receive continuously as we repent the forgiveness of our sins. We have salvation. We have life. Nobody can take that from us. We can ruin it for ourselves if we go off the track, but even that doesn't stop God from loving us. And He's always willing to take us back when we repent. Jesus used this passage from Isaiah 61 to describe his own ministry in his first sermon. A ministry of freedom to the oppressed. He said, the Lord has anointed me. Now the word anointed, if you say it in Hebrew, it's Messiah. If you say it in Greek, it's Christ. He is the anointed one. Anointing was a sign of a mission given by God, of strength given by God to accomplish that mission. Anointing is a sign of healing. He is the anointed one bringing healing, sent on the mission by the God with whom he is one and bringing that anointing to us. We become Christians. We become anointed in baptism and confirmation to do the same thing to let the oppressed go free. Now, what kind of oppression? Well, the oppression of sin, the oppression of death. In Christ, this mantle of justice is a mantle of eternal life. So we are freed from the oppression of death that has 
like Isaiah 25 says, been a web woven over all nations, a veil that covers all peoples. And Isaiah said, I, the Lord will destroy death forever. That's the, that's the robe of salvation. It's not the grave that God made us for. It's the, it's the heavenly places. Bring glad tidings to the poor. In Scripture, the poor, blessed are the poor. Blessed are the poor in spirit. There are those, not only those that have no, no material goods, but those that realize they have no help but God. They are poor, they are humble in the sense that they know they cannot save themselves and that they don't have an effective Savior of any kind outside of God. God loves that attitude that says, Lord, I need you. I have nothing else but you. Blessed are the poor because the Lord has come to bring them glad tidings. Not just tidings about consolation. Let's not misunderstand this, that Jesus looks at the lowly, the oppressed, the poor. Oh, don't worry, I still love you. It's not just to bring them consolation. It's to bring them liberation. He comes to the poor so that they may be poor no longer. And who are the most oppressed in our world? We know it better than anyone else. We, as a pro-life community, the most oppressed human beings are the children still in the womb. And the Lord's coming frees them, raises them up to equal protection as the rest of us. They already have equal dignity, and the Lord's coming opens our eyes to that, helps us see His own image in our fellow human beings. This is the obligation Christmas brings. Christmas brings tremendous gifts. Again, the, the, the robe of salvation, the mantle of justice. But with that comes an obligation. Because in welcoming the Christ child, welcoming his forgiveness, his redemption, welcoming the reconciliation, the salvation, we also welcome all those whom he welcomes. St. Paul says, Welcome one another, he writes in Romans 15, as Christ welcomed you. Welcome one another as Christ welcomed you. You see the obligation of Christmas? If we welcome Christ and He in coming to us welcomes us, <clears throat> if we receive the baby in the manger, we're called to receive everybody whom He welcomes. Otherwise, we're not welcoming Him. This is the, the love of God and love of neighbor connected like the cross. You can't love God whom you do not see, St. John tells us, <coughs> excuse me, if you don't love the, the neighbor whom you do see. Welcome one another, Paul says, <coughs> as Christ welcomed you. In the battle over abortion, you know, we hear the other side say, well, every child should be a wanted child. That might sound very good. But if you, will, if you follow my broadcast, you've heard me say, explain before the difference between being wanted and being welcomed. <clears throat> being wanted, that's referring to some kind of desire, priority, or plan of another individual. Being welcomed means that room is made for you 
a place is set for you because of who you are, not because of what somebody else wants or doesn't want. It's being welcomed that accents and reflects and respects the dignity in each human being. Every child, not, not that every child should be a wanted child, because then that implies their dignity or their worth depends on somebody else either wanting or not wanting them. No, no, no. When they're welcomed, <clears throat> they're welcomed for who they are, for the dignity they already have, independent of whether you planned them or wanted them or find them convenient. Every child, a welcomed child, is our message. And brothers and sisters, this ties in to something that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said <clears throat> in his 1967 Christmas sermon, his last Christmas. And Alveda King, who's a member of our, our team here at Priests for Life and has been for a long time, uh, she and I often talk about and write about this. Let me quote his uh, 1967 Christmas sermon. The next thing we must be concerned about if we are to have peace on earth and goodwill toward men is the nonviolent affirmation of the sacredness of all human life. Every man is somebody because he is a child of God. Man is more than whirling electrons or a wisp of smoke. Man is a child of God, made in his image, and therefore must be respected as such. And when we truly believe in the sacredness of human personality, we won't exploit people. We won't trample over people with the iron feet of oppression. We won't kill anybody. We won't kill anybody. Abortion is killing because it loses sight of the dignity of that child made in the image of God, the dignity of that child as somebody welcomed by the Christ who comes and therefore who must be welcomed by us. Welcomed, not wanted. Welcomed. It is Christ joining His divinity to our humanity that sets us free from oppression. Because if human nature itself has been taken up into God, which is what Christmas is all about, well then how can we ever hold someone down again? Everyone has been lifted up. All humanity has been united to God in the incarnation. It's not just about God becoming a baby. It's about all of us being united to, to God. And that's why he came to set the oppressed free to proclaim liberty to captives, the liberty that we are no longer under the thumb or to be under the thumb of any other human being or of death, but rather raised up to share the life of God. Born to raise the sons of earth, the hymn Hark the Herald Angels Sing says, born to give them second birth. Or that other Christmas hymn, O Holy Night, which says this to sum up the message of this reading. Truly he taught us to love one another. His law is love and his gospel is peace. Chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother. And in his name 
all oppression shall cease. Christmas means the end of abortion. Christmas means the end of all oppression. That's what this is saying. That's what Dr. King was saying. That's what we in the pro-life movement say. That's what the abolitionists were saying. Do you know they, they, they used that hymn? They, they loved that, that, that translation of, of uh, O Holy Night. Truly, he taught us to love one another. The slave is our brother. And in his name, all oppression shall cease. That's abolitionism. And that's pro-life. Brothers and sisters, let this Christmas renew your pro-life commitment like, like never before. Let this be a whole deeper new level of commitment to setting the unborn free from oppression because it's part of the proclamation that we're all set free from oppression. That, that is a cause of our joy. Not only to receive that freedom, but to be the ones to proclaim it and bring it about for everyone else, born and unborn. Amen. Father, we thank you for the joy that your Son, Jesus Christ's Advent brings to us. We thank you that he is the Anointed One and that he anoints us to let the oppressed go free. Father, here we pray one very simple prayer. Let the unborn go free. Let the unborn go free. Free them finally from the oppression of philosophies and mindsets and worldviews and court decisions, and constitutional amendments that would, that would degrade or deny their personhood. Set us free from the, the myth, the error of pro-choice. Let the oppressed go free, Lord. Let everybody see these children in the first nine months of their existence as equal to the rest of us. We were all there, and we were all persons then as we are now. Bless this movement for life. It is a Christmas movement. Bless the unborn. Let Christmas come for them. And bless us as we pray now as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. <clears throat> and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Blessed Rejoice Sunday. Blessed Advent. We'll talk to you soon. Hello, this is Father David Begany, one of the many members of Priests for Life. This organization is one of the largest and most visible pro-life ministries in the world. Priest, the Priest for Life team relies on your financial support to be able to do its work, produce its programs, 
and travel the world to advocate for the unborn. May I ask you to support Priests for Life generously? Go today to ProLifeGift.org and give us as generous a gift as you can. Thank you for your kindness and be assured of our prayers for you every day. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.